0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Possum University Podcast, a podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor.
1: And I'm Jamie. I'm a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant.
0: On this episode, understanding your dog's unique needs and dogs are smarter than we previously thought. All that and more coming up next. understanding your dog's unique needs. Yes. What is your motivation behind this one?
1: Um, I had a virtual session with one of my clients yesterday and it seemed so obvious, but the, the mom's sister was doing something very silly and she didn't realize it because she, she thinks that this is what society would tell her to do. And when we got into it, I was like, leave the dog alone. <laughs> All right, so when you say society, because uh-huh. obviously
0: society is not in your house watching what you're doing and judging everything. Yeah. Are you really just referring to like what you people may have been told to do?
1: Yeah. Like social media, you know, people, friends in the past, like just what you think.
0: The expectations that you, you've set on yourself on how you should
1: treat eat. your dog or, yeah. or do, you know, things you should do with your dog. Um
0: kind of touched on that last week with sticking your hand in the bowl and the food. Yeah.
1: Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. With the guarding for sure. But this was, this is more, I think this topic is more broad to your dog's basic needs to be happy. Right. Right. So, um, do you want to get right into that or you want to go over some other things first?
0: No. Yeah. No, I'm ready to, to talk about dive, that. R-
1: dive right in. So the specific situation was this dog who, um, she's, she's a sweetie. She's like a little thing. She's just petrified. Um, she doesn't socialize well, <clears throat> so going for walks in general is like super stressful for her. It's
0: not enjoyable. No, she does yeah. not
1: have a good time. Uh, she just turned a year; like she's she's literally a baby. Um, but so, mom and dad both work long hours, and their sis, um, the mom's sister, lives with them, and she, I think, either works from home or or just you know is home during the day with with Luna, and um, she walks her a lot. So we're like discussing, we're getting towards the end of our session. And she's like, you know, how do I get her to stop biting me during the day? And I'm like, you wait till now to bring that up. <laughs> what do you mean she's biting you during the day? Well, every time I go to take her for a walk, I try to get her off the bed and she goes to bite me. And sometimes she gets me. And I'm like, what, wh- why are you trying to get her off the bed? She's like, I'm, I'm trying to get her to go for a walk. I was like, is she telling you she's got to go? She's like, no, but it's been three hours.
0: And this is a dog that's not a puppy anymore. No, and she yeah. does
1: not have accidents. She's just he's she's napping, she's sleeping, and she's enjoying. She's minding her own business, and you know I told her, I was like, leave her alone, <laughs> don't touch her. She doesn't want to go. She's going to tell you when she's got to go to the bathroom, and you have to understand she hates going for walks to begin with,
0: right. So she's a stressor for her. Yeah.
1: So it's actually getting to the point where she's biting somebody who she loves. She does love the sister. She's, She's
0: escalating her communication.
1: Yeah. Because no one's listening. Yeah. Right. So I explained to the sister, you know, she's just trying to let you know, I really don't want to do this right now. And a lot of people would assume, oh, the dog's being disrespectful. A dog should never bite anybody. But if it's something so stressful for her to the point where she hates going outside, like she likes to be outside in the backyard, but physically going for the walk. And they also, I believe in the beginning, we struggled with leashing her up. She would bite them then too. Um, and getting her eyes clean because she's a white dog. So she gets the um, uh, tear stains The tear stains, and she hated, I guess, them them cleaning that up. Um, so we worked on that and I told them it has to be on her terms. You have to ask her to come to you and make it be willing for her if you're forcing her she's going to bite you she th- she feels like she's in a fight or flight situation so she's going to t- she's going to take it to the next level like you said she's going to escalate it right cuz no one's listening so we have to take a step back and she, I think she's much better with getting leashed up now, but I think it's getting her off the bed that, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, she's guarding the bed. No, she's not guarding the bed. She doesn't want to go for a walk. <laughs> she just, she's good. She's sleepy. And that's another thing too. I think we've mentioned, you know, with COVID and stuff and people being home, we tend to mess up our dog's sleep schedules during the day. Like she's just trying to relax and have a good time and and sleep. And then we're trying to take them out every three hours or play with them or do this because we think that's what they need. She doesn't need that. She's good. She's a year old. Um, smaller dogs, I I you know, John, you may disagree with me. I don't know. Pudge, I feel like, was like this. Because Pudge also fits into the line of being a smarty pants and, yeah. and Luna does too, more intelligent. I feel like the smaller dogs that are more intelligent, not the la 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 la, la la the gagging through life, easygoing smaller dogs. Yeah. Um, they tend to come into maturity much quicker like six months old they're like nah i'm not a puppy anymore i'm an adult i remember pudge like the day it happened she was like nope i'm not a baby anymore yeah. like, stop treating me like a baby um and i think this happened for luna too and she doesn't need all those things that a puppy would need right you need to play with them you need to exercise them, you need right. to do all this like she's like no i'm just pudge is pretty lazy too she gets a couple spurts of energy and she's done mm-hmm. Right, and i think um it gets confusing for us because, yes, she is young. She's still technically a puppy. She's only just over a year. But emotionally, she's not a puppy anymore. She's, yeah. look she's at, good. Uh,
0: look at like Pudge's behavior. Like in the morning. First thing in the morning, she's oh, such yeah. a love. She wants oh, to play. She's, she's so, so
1: sweet. She's <laughs> being crazy, like
0: play biting, jumping around, yep. doing crazy things. If you try and do that with her like in the afternoon, she's like, don't touch me.
1: She literally will like, she'll give you a she'll growl. Bu- she'll
0: probably bite you if you push her. <laughs> So, and
1: not like in the playful way that she does when she's actually playing. Right.
0: So like she'll what she'll allow in the morning, you'll get bit for later in the day. Yeah. And that's just like her, like, this I don't want to do this. Not right now. It's not what I want to do.
1: She's just trying to tell us I'm not in the mood right now. And I think a lot of people have a hard time realizing that dogs have their moods too, just like us, right? Like Yeah,
0: I think it's often misinterpreted as an undesirable behavior
1: yes but in reality like think about you and me right like if i'm upset with you about something and i want to bring it up but you're not in the right mental headspace to deal with it neither of us are going to win here right right so it's only going to be detrimental to us both and that's something that we can understand on a human level of maybe not now is not the best time to bring this up and we don't do that with our dogs. We're mm-hmm. like, no, we want them to do exactly what we want them to do all the time. Which brings me to another another client. Um, she's got two dogs that are kind of experiencing the same emotion, but they're handling it differently. One's more submissive and will, like, go belly up and, like, eyes bulging out of his head and, like, kind of, like, try and detach from the situation and, like, go off by himself. He's a more of a loner. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other one is now becoming more reactive. Like, he's actually growling and, like, nipping and, like... But I think the boys in the family, they're older, they're in their 20s, Um, so they should be taking note on this. But it's its hard sometimes when we have the idea that our dogs should be able to do whatever we want them to do whenever we want them to do it, right?
0: Especially when you have a dog growing up that is that kind of dog. Exactly. That, like, is whatever.
1: It mentally sends you, sets you up to fail yeah, because I mean, you think yeah, that's Yeah, those the are expectation. your expectations of dogs. Right? So they're like... Playing rough with these, these boy dogs and they're like, you know, smushing their faces and it's getting to the point where now the younger one is now reacting and they're all scared. So you know, he's I'm not like,
0: having a good time. He's
1: not having a good time. And there are some times where he might allow it and solicit it, but if he, and I told him if he's not looking for it, leave him be.
0: That's like, again, another example of me and our dogs. That's like when I play with Oakley. Yeah. Like we we have that game that we play where like we'll just air snap at each other and like sometimes he'll come to me and he'll initiate. it. He
1: does. He'll he'll nudge you and, and then it's hysterical. I'll go
0: to him and in, initiate it and if he's not in the mood, he just like He'll literally, he like, literally
1: like look away and look at me and I'm like, nope, he's I'm not like, in the All right, mood,
0: buddy. I guess we're not playing right now. Yep. And
1: but, and but that's something that John needs to say. Okay, not right now. I got you. No big deal. And not get offended by that.
0: Right. Right. And it, it's usually, you know, like that kind, oakley's that kind of dog that's going to be like yeah sometimes i want to play sometimes i
1: yeah not, not in the mood it. yeah i i think and you,
0: you need to be able to read that and respect those boundaries i
1: think that's something that needs to be talked about because we're you know even even um heather peters was here yesterday with Finn and she was talking about one of her family members that comes over and says oh, you know, your dog hates me. And she's like, no, my dog doesn't know you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's, we have this expectation that if our dogs don't act a certain way, that's it. Like it's it's so black and white and it's not. Whereas like we need to help them out and really just understand them in the moment and not put these labels on them. Yeah. Right? Like just because Oakley did it once where he didn't want to play with you doesn't mean he doesn't want to play with you anymore. It's just, he, at this moment in time, just like people, our moods can change throughout the day. Pudge is a perfect example though, because she's the sweetest, like playfulest thing in the morning, and then literally the second she gets off of our bed, she's like, "Don't look at me, <laughs>
0: yep, don't touch me." So we we to savor it.
1: Yeah, for that and first night like too, thirty minutes. At night she's super sweet in bed. Yeah,
0: but she's not playful.
1: No, she's more, um, give me all the attention, snuggle me, mm-hmm. and it's and it's cute. But I think I think it has a lot to do with the fact that she is only thirteen pounds. And the other two are much bigger than her. And she feels more confident because they don't sleep in bed with us. They can if they want, but they usually choose not to.
0: Well, Tishy lately. Yes. I've been stealing her.
1: You've been stealing her. John's sleeping has not been great. And it seems as though when he snuggles with Tishy, he sleeps better, Mm -hmm. which is adorable. And she loves it. And
0: Oakley wants nothing to do with sleeping in bed.
1: He gets really weird about cuddling for long periods of time. I think he gets hot or maybe he gets uncomfortable that if he falls asleep, he might hurt somebody. I don't know. Um, so he sleeps on his bed and Tishy for the most part sleeps on the floor on her bed too. So I think when Pudge is on the bed by herself with the two of us, she feels much more relaxed, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so definitely I think that's what goes on for Pudge. The second she hits the floor, she's like, Ooh, I gotta watch myself. Yeah. Um, so I
0: guess the lesson here is that there's no cookie cutter, um, like list of needs that need to be met for each dog. Yes. Like there's dogs that don't want to go on a walk
1: period. Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's take it to the next level. Let's take away, um, like emotional stuff at home. Let's talk about like normal physical things that you do with your dog, like go to the dog park or agility classes or just like physical stuff that we think our dogs need and we feel like if we don't do them, then we're bad dog parents. Um, I have one client who has two dogs. One loves the dog park. The other one is literally petrified like she's just coexisting she's just trying to keep it together so nobody hurts her she's not having fun and when we spoke I said why do you take her and she's like I feel bad leaving her home and I'm like but what it does she have separation anxiety and she's like no usually when I leave like she'll go and do her own thing and she doesn't bark or anything and she doesn't seem stressed when I get back and I'm like then she's good let her be if she's more stressed at the dog park." Like, she's not winning here at all. She would much rather be home while you're off with the other one doing something that's, that meets their needs. Right. Right? Because otherwise, you're trying to bring them both thinking that you're, you know, that you're being a bad mom. But in reality...
0: You're taking, like, two steps back.
1: Exactly. And once she stopped doing that, she saw a huge decrease in stress overall. Because that was happening, like, like two, three times a week. You know? So, that, that's something to, to consider. I had another client who finally went on medication because she really she really needed the the Prozac she needed the fluoxetine she definitely had a chemical imbalance from a couple of traumatic things that went on in her life and as it was kind of kicking in she was seeing that um she, what does she do it's called some sort of agility thing flag something flag okay. something okay. something Ag- agility Agil- some kind wise of agility. we're not we're not super privy to that kind of stuff but she was like you know she's not really showing interest in it and i was like then that's maybe maybe your cue to not do it so much anymore. Maybe she doesn't need it because she was doing it when she was kind of losing her mind a little bit because it was the only thing to focus on, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and now she's feeling more chill, and she's not lethargic. She's just taking a nap.
0: Yeah, she doesn't want to do it anymore. She doesn't
1: want to do it anymore. So maybe it really wasn't suiting her needs back then. She just was doing it to, to kind of keep herself together when she wasn't feeling good. This isn't
0: the first time that we've <clears throat> had clients that are doing agility and the dog is almost like breaking down because of the agility
1: it's so it, it makes it's interesting me sad. yeah it's interesting so if your dog what does breed agil- is that dog um
0: because the one that we had was an australian sh- uh shepherd was the first time we had somebody's dog like literally break down from the agility training
1: a chinook this one's a chinook okay which that's interesting. She's purebred she's been bred um Which is, was a part of the chemical imbalance that went on. Um, But yeah, a lot of uh, the working dogs that we tend to put into agility, if they have other issues going on um, and they're not that, they're most of the time, the working breeds are very intelligent. They are. It's a blessing and a curse, and most of the time it's more of a curse than a blessing. If we're making them do certain activities that keep them super, super focused and they have to basically give their all in those moments, it sometimes can stress them out long term and actually create behavioral issues down the line. Is it snowing?
0: Uh... It's, uh, yes, snowing uh, and sleeting. We just, I just got a notification just, that sleeting is starting.
1: Sorry, I just got so distracted like a child. Um, So, yes, this is not the first time that we've seen a client do agility thinking that it's good for the dog. And in reality, it, yeah. it doesn't work This very is well. not
0: a uh, poo-poo on agility. No. This is just...
1: If your dog likes it and it's good and it keeps them healthy... That's
0: your dog's unique needs. Yes. And, and some dogs' unique needs are not being pushed to the limit you know, five days a week doing agility. Yeah. It's not for every dog. The
1: one that was the, um, the Aussie shepherd, she wouldn't play fetch or play with the ball or anything without treats.
0: Yeah. Because
1: it became like this thing that was like,
0: pay me, pay me, pay me. Everything everything, was to get paid.
1: Everything functioning with this dog during the day, just a normal day was she needed treats to do anything. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't She turned into a biter. She did. She turned into a garter. She would Mm -hmm. guard mom's sweaters on the bed
0: yeah yeah that was a bad case that
1: was a really bad case that was one of my toughest um and
0: it's extremely tough when the mom doesn't want to (laughs) listen yes wants to pay you the money to listen to what you have to say but doesn't want to implement it yeah Um, i do spend quite a bit of
1: time uh repeating myself (laughs)
0: that's where it's like is agility for the dog or is agility for you
1: I do feel like a lot of times, and I, if this is you, I apologize, but it is something that needs to be said. If you feel like your dog doing certain activities makes you feel good about yourself, you're doing it for the wrong reason. If mm-hmm. it's something for you to say, hey, my dog does this, it's not technically for your dog anymore. Yeah,
0: But if your dog loves it and it, it, you just so happen to feel real good about it, like yeah. that's fine. But don't like, do um, it just because you want to do it.
1: Cassie, Goose, and... The new one. What's the new one's name? He's uh, um
0: You could have just said Jersey Shore oh, Aussies.
1: Jersey Shore Aussies on on Instagram. We love you. Oh, what is it? It's a it's an actor's name.
0: Is it? What's well, his name? How much dead hair are you going to put on oh this? Oh my
1: god. Get to it. Um she's got three Aussie shepherds and she does agility with them. Goose specifically, but he got to a point where he was getting Bradley. Bradley. Bradley Cooper, <laughs> I guess. Um he was getting to the point where he was getting really reactive with the other dogs in class. So he had to do it by himself. He still really enjoyed doing agility, but he was very fearful and, and becoming more uh, reactive during class, which obviously you can't really have during agility. Um, And she was trying to like work around it so he could still be, you know, doing that, but then also using it to re-socialize him. Um, And I think for him, what was kind of going on is that when he was there, he was so focused on agility. He was letting his guard down. And then feeling like he couldn't protect himself if the other dogs were there. Because hmm. remember when we did all those pair walks with him in Oakley? Yeah. He was completely fine with Oakley because he trusted Oakley. right? But he, but he was on other- high
0: alert with all the dogs and in- barking in their backyards. Exactly. All- the so
1: I think he was just insecure and he's great with Cassie and he's and he's uh, great with, with Bradley. So once he trusts the dog, he's good. But I think in agility, they don't focus on that a lot. You know, right. they're not worried about if the dogs are getting along because they're supposed to be working and doing what they're doing. Uh, but I think he was having an emotional like boom, 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 back and forth between these emotions of trying to focus and doing what he wanted to do. And agility but also feeling like he's letting his guard down and, and being susceptible to getting hurt mm-hmm. so
0: yeah interesting yeah so i think you're gonna like this fun fact let me hear it look at that i got the music right this time
1: i'm proud of you thanks getting i I, actually, of I cheated
0: actually <gasps> I cheated. um so let's talk about this cool study that was recently published where's my date september 1st 2021 posted the scientific reports titled Dogs Distinguish Human Intentional and Unintentional Action. I'm going to mute your microphone so we can echo, because i got to get closer to, to the screen here. Are dogs able to distinguish intentional human actions from unintentional ones, even when the action outcomes are the same? We tested dogs' ability to discriminate these action categories by adapting the so-called unwilling versus unable paradigm. Par I always get caught up on that with the with the not look at
1: me, because I would have
0: been horrible with that. This parrot even compares subjects reactions to intentional and unintentional human behavior. All dogs receive three conditions in the unwilling condition an experimenter intentionally withheld a reward with them or intentionally withheld a reward from them. In the two unable conditions, she unintentionally withheld the reward either because she was clumsy or because she was physically prevented from giving the reward to the dog. Think like a glass barrier between them. Dogs clearly distinguished in their spontaneous behavior between unwilling and unable conditions. This indicates that dogs indeed distinguish intentional actions from unintentional behavior. We critically discuss our findings with regard to dogs understanding of human intention, intentional action. So what that basically means is like dogs can like it says can distinguish from an intentional action and an unintentional action.
1: Okay, so what I'm what the first thing that I was like thinking of is like, if Oakley does something really good and I go to my tree pouch and I'm motioning to my tree pouch and then I realize I'm out of treats, mm-hmm. like he realizes that I was going to give him a treat, right. but then I had nothing. so
0: what's interesting is like you it, you could apply the findings of the study and say, all right, that doesn't really have a huge impact on my reward history with him because he understands he can understand that I just don't have any treats to give him, but mm-hmm. if I did, I would yes. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a really interesting study and I wonder what made them even want to investigate I know. this.
1: I think, I think because people are starting to catch on that behavioral dog training is the way to go right? because it's about behavior. It's not about the command based type stuff. So this dog can do whatever you want him to do. And if you, if you reward the way that you're supposed to reward and having a good time with it, and making it fun and less militant the dog is acknowledging that versus someone who is super militant and very kind of cold, you know, and not having fun with it and making it more like class, um, they, could, they could pick up on that. And I think that that's very interesting. And it does change the way the dog feels about those things that you're trying to work on. Right. If I feel like mom or dad are being really hard on me during this time, I'm not going to want to do it again.
0: Yeah, I wonder if, because in this study they used – rewards like they use a reward based system like food yes i want well not necessarily food just a reward okay you know it could be a toy it could be praise it could be uh getting to go out for a walk it doesn't need to just be food yeah but i wonder if that this would then these findings would then also make sense in a situation where like you accidentally step on your dog's paw versus Walking over to a dog and stomping on its paw intentionally. Ah,
1: okay. I um, see. I see what you did there. It's like completely. Di- it's the other. It's the other way right, around. Right,
0: but it's still distinguishing. Yeah. spontaneous behavior between unwilling and unable conditions, and you know, intentional. I did wonder. They
1: go into like more detail on what exactly they did, or that was just like.
0: This is just the abstract. Okay, I don't know. It's a free article. Where's the rest of it, though?
1: That's what I'm saying. It doesn't seem like they actually went in, into depth yet
0: um no it it would all be here but uh, unfortunately a lot of times these articles are behind a paywall to read the entire thing but you can see the abstract which is giving you everything about it and the findings interesting i can't find the rest of it you know what just
1: this made me think of what's that when we had um was her name glenda glenda greta the one who came to look for the bobcat poop
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Greta.
1: So um, we didn't get to talk about this because we were kind of flopping around with our podcast at the time when uh, when this kind of went on. But we, uh, for those of you who don't know, we have a nine-acre farm in Millstone, New Jersey. We have millstone a lot
0: of- Township, evidently. Yes, we need Township.
1: To- Apparently there's another Millstone not too far from here, which I think is ridiculous and silly. Um, so we we caught a bobcat on our ring camera one night. And tons of people in our town were like, no, it's a regular cat. And I'm like, no, that's a bobcat. This thing
0: is huge. <laughs> it's got all the body, body characteristics of a bobcat.
1: Yep. So John um, contacted, what is it? The- Fish and Wildlife.
0: Yes, Fish and state. Wildlife.
1: And this woman came with her working dog and looked on our entire property. The and- dog
0: was trained to detect bobcat feces, which is awesome.
1: Insane. Like, that's so specific. I'm sure she does other things, but, like, so specific. Um so they're on our property. They were here for, like, three hours, right? They were here no. for a good amount of time. Yeah. yeah an hour. No. Yes. They were here for a long time. I'm telling you. And so they went all around the property. And we we caught a few times out the window her finding stuff. Yeah. And it was adorable. I mean, I was so happy. Like, especially when you see, like, working dogs. Like, I was like, I really hope this dog doesn't have, like, a shot collar on her or, like, a prong or anything like that. And she didn't. She uh, had all, like, she... It was all positive reinforcement. Like she, she didn't use treats a lot, um, but we noticed that when, when the dog would would mark and tell her, "Hey, I found something," she would do like this specific, like lay down and like kind of barked a little bit, and then when she when she found it, she would she was like waiting for the reward, and her handler brought out this toy and like started playing with her, in the entire time it was like, like the a hand- ball, right? Yeah, it was, but it was like a weird. It was like um. Almost like one of those balls that they use for um, the labs when they retrieve off the docks. It has like a handle to it. Okay, yeah. It was a little different. And um, so as the handler is trying to like pick up the feces and stuff, she's like throwing it with her, playing with her. And it was so cute. This dog was like so excited.
0: She was having so much fun. It was. It It was was really, really cute.
1: And And it let me see a really fun side of like the working dog behavior. And and the aspect of it because this this handler's obviously doing it right. This dog was so excited to find and she, and people always tell me, oh well, no, they they're working. They they need the pain, and I'm like, no, this dog didn't. She found the poop, and she was she did it because she wanted to have that love between her handler.
0: Right, she wanted to please her handler,
1: and and just for a toy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, and it was it was so sweet to see, and I was so relieved that that was what was going on on my property. Because you know me, it's I cool. was like, it's, I can't watch yeah. if it's going to be horrible. This
0: is the place for but it to happen.
1: She found like three or four piles.
0: Three, where she was confident about, and the fourth was could have been coyote. Yeah, um, haven't heard back on that. Okay, I I think it base. takes a while. Yeah, uh,
1: but it was pretty cool. So we'll see because bobcats are apparently like extinct. One already. hasn't
0: been like actually recorded in this area in a very very long time like yeah. we would be the first to actually detect it so yeah. um you want your ask the trainer i got an sure. ask the trainer this Let's week for it. you listener julie says hi i just listened to your second taping on the pregnancy podcast troubleshooting your dog with a new baby loved it that's an awesome episode by the way yes um i think you really knocked that one out of the park thank you i was there just to for emotional i appreciate, support. I appreciate it <laughs> uh she says we have a french bulldog and expecting our first baby at the end of april congratulations and she said by the way i just saw your instagram post that you're expecting another baby too congratulations Uh, thank you (laughs) our frenchie absolutely loves attention good or bad she wants it all the time she does exactly as you talked about in the in the podcast where she will grab a sock and run under the bed with it she also gets jealous and can bark sometimes for example if my husband and i are both in the kitchen talking or cooking she will get upset and do what she can to pull our focus do you have any tips to help avoid these issues? I know once there's a baby in the mix, it's just going to escalate her jealousy and acting out episodes. Thanks, Julie.
1: I mean, she's not wrong. Bringing a baby right, into the mix right. is she- going to really shake that up and pro- probably make it worse.
0: And it, it's a good thing that she's ahead of it.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. She's acknowledging it. She realizes that it's an issue, which is great. That's half the battle, right? So what we have to understand here, very similarly to the conversation that we started this whole episode off with is meeting your dog's needs, right? We always go back to that. That's, that's usually the basis of how I start every client call, every virtual call, because I need everybody to understand if their dog's are, needs are not being met, that is the main contributor to all of the behaviors that they do outside mm-hmm. of that. So, um, you know, if we sat down, my first thing would be like, okay, is she, what kind of personality does she have? Is she playful? Does she have a lot of energy? Did she say how old she was?
0: Uh, no.
1: Okay. Um, you know, if she's young and rambunctious, she probably needs more physical exercise, right? Um, let's look at Oakley, right? Oakley is an insecure dog. He's so much better than when we first got him. When we first got him, he was up our butts 24-7 because he was insecure, right? And we needed to figure out how to fix his anxiety with that because that is anxiety. Not knowing what to do with myself, not finding appropriate things to do, whether I don't understand them or my parents aren't giving them to me. You know, we have to look at that. So we have to see, is she getting enough physical exercise? Is she getting enough mental stimulation? If you you are not utilizing mental stimulation during these times that you're intentionally not able to give her attention, right? Like cooking, cleaning... Talking to each other eating like these are all basic needs for humans that we need to do and we cannot give our dogs our undivided attention all the time Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing they will learn when their newborn comes around you can't always give your kids your attention and that's okay you can't put that on yourself it's not fair you're only one person right so we have to get to the point where your dog is comfortable not being the center of attention how do we do that right so utilizing mental stimulation during these moments if she's not getting any mental stimulation then we know that that's something that she's lacking. But if you are giving her absolutely everything that she is supposed to have, mental stimulation, physical exercise, one-on-one attention to you that's given willingly, we did discuss this in in a few other episodes, there is a difference between negative attention and positive attention. She shouldn't have to do any XYZ negative behavior to get you to start playing with her or get you to snuggle with her or get you to, to talk to her. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if you guys are coming in from work and you're immediately starting all the things that you need to do, dinner, laundry, whatever, and you're not giving her at least 15 to 20 minutes of attention immediately, that's given willingly, I don't blame her for going out of her way to get your attention from all these other things, right? So we need to make sure that we're giving positive attention, not negative attention. If you're giving all of these things, she is fed, she has everything, you have to ignore her. You have to because that's where her anxiety comes into the mix. So the other part of this is making sure that we're helping her anxiety. This may be a need for CBD or medication, right? So we that would be something that we would have to really sit down and talk about and see what what she truly needs in these situations.
0: I was just trying to see if we had... Um, the episode. Yeah, I don't... I'm just searching episode titles. Mm-hmm. We have so many. We're almost up to 100. I
1: know, we have a lot, so... Um, yeah, but meeting your needs like that, that whole slew of stuff. We have a bunch of episodes on this, like it's, it's in there. Um, but I think that's what it comes down to. They have to fix her anxiety first. If her anxiety is super high and they're not attentive to that, they're going to be spinning their wheels. They're going to, you can do as many command based type things. And this is what I, what I want people to understand is this is not a dog that you can say, go, go to place. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what a lot right. of... Even positive reinforcement trainers, that's their MO. Okay, well, let's tell her how to go lay down. Right. I'm sure she can figure out how to go lay down, but the, the idea here is that she doesn't feel good.
0: Right, so even if she does what you want in that situation, you're just suppressing the behavior that she wants to exhibit because she's, th- she's not getting her needs met somehow, exactly. some way.
1: And you putting her in place doesn't fix that. Right,
0: we don't want Band-Aids. We want to get down to the root of it and actually... Modify the behavior and not just suppress it.
1: I, we, I've been telling people lately, like, remember the mission. What is the mission, right? For this dog here, how do we keep her help, happy and healthy? Right now, she's not happy and healthy. So we need to figure out what she's missing. Right. That's it. Super right. simple. The
0: mission is not how do we get her to stop bothering us for yes. attention. The mission is how do we get her happy and healthy? I
1: have to. I'm going to start saying this in every single episode because I think it's so important. Your emotions don't matter here. Right. That's it. They and don't. that's not supposed to sound mean. It's not. It's all I need we're people just challenging, to realize. We're just
0: challenging you to look at it through a different lens. Right?
1: Like if you're, if John is upset about something that I'm doing.
0: Like I often am. <laughs> that's rude. Like when you, when we first started this right before I hit record, you're sitting there <laughs> chewing a lollipop <laughs> in the microphone, which then goes through all these wires through the board into my ears. <laughs> John's way like, more
1: sensitive to like certain things. Meso- like over, I think it's called over-
0: misophonia.
1: That's it? I don't know. You get overstimulated easily by annoying things. So I I literally,
0: I reached over and I moved your microphone like three (laughs) feet away. I was like, you need to stop.
1: (laughs) But like, okay, so let's use that as an example, right? Like I annoyed you. Yeah. I don't get to be offended because I annoyed you.
0: Right. Because you.
1: Because I annoyed you. 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 (laughs) right?
0: I'm just sitting here minding my own business.
1: Exactly. Right. And, and a lot of times we get annoyed by our dog's behavior, but in reality it's because we didn't do something. We didn't give mental stimulation. We didn't give them enough attention. They didn't get their needs met. So who is to blame here? Mm. Us. So we don't get to get mad.
0: (laughs) So I think that Julie would be a really good candidate for your dogs and babies course. Oh, absolutely. Because we do Hit on this a lot. We mm-hmm. talk about identifying your dog's needs and identifying your situation, and setting the stage, and all these things. It's it's not done yet, but it's literally packed full of everything we know about dogs and babies. Everything you know about dogs and babies. Yep. It's it's like the pregnancy podcast episodes, the two of them that we did times a hundred times a million I like took this
1: days coming up with this curriculum yeah, we're not
0: even done recording yet no we're not and i'm gonna be a, a little bit of a perfectionist on some of them like on the section that we have about uh um not labor where we set up the meat the introduction of the coming yes. home from the hospital with your baby and the dog And we have, I think that's like a 20 minute section you have. Mm -hmm. It's like 20 minutes. I just
1: keep on talking. (laughs) Of of
0: explaining how to do it. But I want to overlay. And if you buy this course, you'll know about it. You'll see this. But I want to overlay. Like, you know how I always talk about Mm B-roll when we're filming things? B-roll of literally us simulating a meet with our dogs coming home from the hospital. Mm -hmm. You know, do the switch off and everything. And just have it filmed on a stationary camera. And just overlay it while you're talking about it. So it's better to understand. You know so what I mean? So you're not
1: going to make it available until after Joey's born?
0: No, we're going to simulate it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're just going to use like say. the car seat. I mean, we, we
1: still have, we have footage of Pudge and Oakley with JJ.
0: Yeah, but I looked it over and we weren't doing anything you were recommending. Because we know our dogs.
1: Oh, well, no, not not essentially.
0: We'll talk about that okay. later. Um, but if, the, if you are interested in this course, do you want to talk about how much it's going to cost? Or do you want to wait? You want to wait? To see
1: Well, no, we can we can talk about it. I think the price is is extremely fair. I think honestly, most people that are having a baby and are really nervous about their dog, you would probably be spending more money. Let's doing talk about one on one sessions yeah. with me. I'm to sorry, to cover this everything. is now
0: turning into a
1: uh, a dogs and baby thing.
0: Yeah, I, I apologize about that, and especially apologize because we're going to talk about this again in the future episodes yep. once it's available. But if you are in this position where you're expecting and you might be a little worried about this, you really want to hear this. uh, Currently, the current price for a virtual session for you, and that's March of
1: 2022,
0: Mm -hmm. is $150 for 45 minutes. Yes. Most of your pregnancy clients almost, what do you think, like somewhere between five and 10 sessions they'll do?
1: Yes, it really depends on how severe the dog's anxiety is right. and they're, they're, what they're really working so on. So
0: that would be anywhere from 750 to $1,500 yeah. in sessions. Um, Over
1: a course of a period of time.
0: Right, and that'll take you five to ten weeks, if not more, if, if you take yeah. longer to implement everything. Yep. Um, this course is, is essentially the equivalent of ten weeks with you. Ten, like, a, of ten yeah. sessions, I would say. It's yeah. basically for the equivalent. for a fraction of the price. So... Have did you decide cuz this is entirely up to you. It's I think it should be 5.99. 5.99?
1: What did you think? I thought that's what we discussed. No,
0: it's not what we discussed. Guys, I'm going to get that price down for you because that's not what we discussed.
1: We absolutely discussed that. And
0: I just said it's entirely up to you. All right, we're going to talk about this more <laughs> later. Cuz that's I think we we'll, we'll talk about the price. Okay. We'll talk about it. If <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't think you're going to say I that. love you but you're a jackass. No, no, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean it is.
1: It's, it's, it's everything a, you know. It's a ton of hours. And here's the thing. This eliminates the... Because when you think about it, the first session with me is 45 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. There's a good 15 to 20 minutes where we're literally going over the dog's history that eliminates the amount of time that I can go over what in the hell I need to teach you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to understand, like, there's a lot of the back and forth that is taken out of this. Yeah. You have everything at your fingertips.
0: So I was also thinking about, like... If if there's because there's a way we can do it with the software that we're using to run this course or we can like do like a bundle of like someone can just pay the bare minimum or they can pay a little bit more. And like it'll include like one one on one session with you when they complete the course to Mm -hmm. go over any questions or or continue to talk about an issue they may be having. And it would obviously be at a a discounted price instead Mm -hmm. of paying the hundred and fifty. So That's something we could explore, Tim. Look, we're still. I think we're still two to three weeks out from releasing this course. So there's this is like the stuff that we haven't figured out yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but if you are interested, just go to... Now, let me make sure I don't send anybody to the wrong place. It is learn, and this is going to be in the show notes, com, And then right on the home screen, you're going to see... The first one's the Identify and Remediate Animal Cruelty course, which just got race approved. So if you're a veterinarian or a veterinary technician, anywhere in the United States, you can take that course and get one CEU credit through the AAVSB. Um, and then if at the, towards the bottom of the page, you'll see dogs and babies coming soon. Hit notify me on that page, and then you'll get the coming soon page. You're going to do your name, your email, notify me. You're going to go right on the list, and essentially once we make this course go live, you'll get an email saying, hey, the course is available Go to this page. You can learn a little bit more about it. And if you choose to buy it, you know, you'll have access immediately. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, I'll, I'll put the link directly, the the coming soon notify me link directly in our show notes. Or you can just go to learn.possumuniversity.com. And then you just navigate through and find it and, and sign up on there. Um, but I think that she would be a great candidate for that.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Because everything I'm hearing is like everything that we went through in this course everything that we wrote down and recorded where it's like might not need a like a virtual training session might be redundant for her
1: exactly yeah and that's that's what like the thing here is like when i say i took days to come up with this course i thought of every single client that i've thus dealt with mm-hmm. and put it in this course yeah anything that came up yeah. i put it in because just in case it's something that you may encounter yeah because and every dog is different. Every family life is different. I went into every nook and cranny.
0: Yeah. And if you like us as people, you taking this course um, will help support our family while yes. we don't make, we make virtually no money for the first few weeks because one of the for maternity and paternity leave.
1: The, the, the fallbacks of owning your own business and it being just the two of us running the business, we don't have any income coming in yeah. while we're out on leave.
0: Yeah. So we have to set aside as much money as possible and- so if you want to support us, that's, that's a great way. If, if you think that, that that information is valuable for you at this point in your life, um, we would really appreciate it. You have access forever. And if we make any updates to it, you'll have access to the updates. And um, yeah, if, you, if you're in this kind of position where you're expecting or you're planning. Um, and you're nervous. This this is for you. Yeah, For sure. I think you're going to be very very happy that you you chose to pull the trigger on this course.
1: One thing that makes me think about we were just talking to Lauren uh, yesterday, our friend, and she was telling me about her husband's cousin who they have a husky who they're really nervous about because they're expecting. And she is she's nervous and her husband's like, "No, we got this." And some, famous
0: last words. <laughs>
1: yes. And and we were talking about it and I was like, "Listen, like the course would be great because they pay the money for the course and they don't have to deal with me. If it's, if it's like for him, if he doesn't, for whatever reason, doesn't want to work with somebody, that's fine. Yeah. I the mean, the course is there. Look he at He doesn't me. have to deal with if me.
0: it. If I didn't have you, I'm so like in real life introverted that I might <laughs> not be comfortable scheduling is set, even if yeah. it's virtual a
1: lot I think a lot of people are deterred by that because they just want the job done mm-hmm. and they don't want to physically or have they to just want
0: access to the information they yes. want to interpret it themselves like you you're a researcher
1: themselves. where I want someone to tell it to me I don't have, yeah. want to read so it depends on what you do so this this course is really good for people who don't physically want to work with somebody yeah. they want to just have it at their fingertips and go back to it when they can and that and be done with it mm-hmm. So yeah, and there are there are a lot of people out there that who, who don't want to deal with an instructor, right? That's fine. I'm not offended by that. It's a lot emotionally. It's a lot.
0: Yeah. I Although get it. it still feels like you're working one on one with you because it's you and all the videos. Like it's none of this is going to be. Hey, here's thirty paragraphs. Read and interpret. No, it's because all, this is this is my course, and right. I would and not want dis- that. <laughs> and you're dyslexic. I'm
1: dyslexic, so no reading here. So it is all
0: <laughs> recorded on video. Um, yeah. Uh, it's something that it's not even done yet and I'm really proud of and I'm really proud of you thank you for getting us out there and and,
1: I just want to get it done I want to get it done before I pop because that's what I know you're so confident that we're going to get it done and I'm so nervous that this kid's going to show up before I'm finished
0: No, 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 (laughs) you'll be okay but it's a huge body of work and you should be very proud of yourself thank you and I'm sorry if this doesn't even apply to you because we're going to talk about it again because that's how proud I am of it and I think it's it's a a huge huge it's I think it might be the biggest resource we've ever put together yes so so too If you are interested, if you're like on the, uh, you know, you don't know if you want it or not, just sign up for the notify me. When it comes through, you'll see the final price that that we've argued probably, I'm I'm sure the huge (laughs) argument looming between us over this price. Um, You'll see who won. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to get you guys a little more money in your pocket. Maybe
1: the first X amount of people get a discount.
0: Introductory rate for anybody on the notify me list.
1: Yeah. Look at Maybe you. they get it for four ninety nine instead okay. of $5.99. And
0: I am trying to work out some kind of deal with our pregnancy podcast listeners, Vanessa so Martin. If Vanessa's we're gonna reach out to Vanessa to see if she's interested in um,
1: working with us on this. Yeah, I Tag think teaming. she will be.
0: I think she will be. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm sorry if you're not pregnant or expecting or ever want to <laughs> have kids. I am so sorry that we've wasted this much of your time. <laughs> but yeah, go go to notify me. It, the link is in the show notes or go to learn.paulstonmiversity.com. Sign up for it because it sounds like we're going to do a, a big discount for anybody yeah. that is on the notify me list.
1: Yeah. If you're an avid listener oh. and you have been a fan, I'll give you a discount.
0: How kind of
1: you. I'll give you a discount.
0: How, look, at, <laughs> look at how generous you are. I am. Oh, I'm still going to fight for a cheaper price. Whatever. All right. All um, right. I think that's My all we have work. for this one. I know you wanted to talk about the ducks that we got.
1: We got ducks. We
0: got ducks. Super we're, quick. Can it's we, seven ducks. Quack, quack. Um, <laughs> if you make that noise, they come running because they think you're going to give them worms. Um, dry worms. Dry worms. We can get live worms. No, thanks. Okay. I'm good. Uh, yeah. We'll talk more about the farm next week. Mm-hmm. I think that we are, we're almost 40, 44 minutes in here. So let's, let's close this one out. Um, is that the right song? No, hold on. Oh my God. There it is. Look, you don't even know you. You don't even know you've been doing you this podcast even know your for how own long. Buttons. Don't push them. <laughs> don't push them. I em, try really girl. hard not to. We, yeah, we're almost at a hundred episodes, so that's really cool. Cool. That this might be our actual biggest body of work. Yeah. But uh, the the dogs and babies courses just behind it. Follow us on Instagram at Paulson University. We're putting out awesome content multiple times a week. I just did that dog vision. How do dogs see the world? Yeah. And, and it, I take the videos Cinematic, of like real world visionary and overlay exactly what a dog would be seeing. So that's really cool. So check that out. That's on our Instagram at Paulson University. Learn.PaulsonUniversity.com for our courses. And um, yeah, that's it. If you're interested in a virtual training session, you're not much Running time Running out
1: left. of time. My last day is going to be April 20th.
0: So we have less than a month. So if you're interested in that, go there. And then if you want to get on that, notify me list, Get a discount on the dog kids and babies course. Or dogs and babies, of course. Do that. Um, That's all we have for this one. Until next week.
1: Class dismissed.